Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to yet again another fantastic indie creator interview. It is your Capes Crusader, Cody, and we are keeping it geekly with our brand new friend, Dave of Daughters of Vengeance. Welcome to the stream. How are you doing, man? And I appreciate you so much uh, for stopping by. Hey, no problem. No problem. We need to get the word out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Hold on one second. What is going on? Oh, there, there it is. My image slideshow was like, there was a, a brief second where nothing was popping up, so I thought it was like frozen, but... So anyways, let's uh, start breaking down why you are here. Uh, Dave, you are coming on to break down your upcoming campaign um, for Daughters of Vengeance. It's about hot biker chicks and werewolves. And uh, yeah, it gets really, really awesome. I love the the graphics, uh, the art, uh, the lines, the coloring, everything about this just looks so awesome, man. Thank you very much. We're working pretty hard on it. So give me a little bit of a of a, of a breakdown of uh, who you are and uh, Hardcastle Comics. You know, like what kind of drove you into uh, this industry? Um, well, a few years ago, uh, a few years ago, a guy kept popping up on my YouTube recommends. Uh, a guy by the name of Zach, a lot of people know about, and uh, he was he was he was critiquing a lot of comics. And uh, while I was while I used to watch his videos all the time, I was like, you know what? I think I could do better than that. I think I could write better than what I was seeing. So I went online and found comic scripts and learned how to do a script real quick. And I put a few stories together and I jumped on Twitter. I met artists and different other writers and stuff. I started making contacts. And then uh, I got hooked. I got, you know, I did a couple of little short comics, a couple of pages mm -hmm. uh, for practice. And then uh, I wrote, uh, and then a buddy of mine who I met online uh, by the name of Sweens. Uh, he had a book he was working on that he'd been working on for a while and he needed a writer for. So I said, yeah, I'll do it. And uh, that's what we got hooked up with my first book. And then uh, while we were working on that book, uh, I got uh, I had this idea for Daughters of Vengeance that I've been kind of kicking around. And uh, someone else was uh, was listening in uh, a girl by the name of Rare Logic on, mm -hmm. uh, on Twitter. And she I, I was explaining the book to her. And she was like, this book does not happen without her. Because she was like, if you write, she, she was like, if you write this book, I will half fund it. So we got together and we found an artist together and we, uh, we each paid half for the artist and he put the book together. He, he's drawing the book. He's an awesome artist. And uh, that's how this book came about. That is so awesome. I, I love stories like that. So you you literally just started because uh, the moment you were like, man, I could do better than this guy. So you did. Yeah, <laughs> and it's 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 awesome that you you started and you were able to just get all those connections. It really just goes to show you that like the only thing really holding yourself back is you, right? Yeah, and it, and it's not like it all happened overnight. I mean, it was I was on Twitter for a while and talking mm -hmm. to a lot of people, and eventually you just make friends. And I did. I wrote a little nine page script. Actually, I had a script for another book uh, when I was just practicing writing, and uh, the, and there was some artist, and he was like, "Hey, uh, somebody suggested I find somebody to uh, just put something quick together. I, anybody got like a short, like five, ten page story?" And I was like, "Hey, yeah, I got something," and that's how and that's how I hooked up with a, a different guy, and we became friends, and we did a little short. It was ending like nine pages, and it was just a fun little, you know, quick little action scene story. That's so awesome. Yeah. So then, we uh we have Fresher Luke over on YouTube saying, yo, how soon before I come on to act like an entitled dork? <laughs> Anytime you want to, the calendar link is always on Twitter. Feel free to book at your convenience. Also, when is Crowdfunder coming on? I'm interested to see what they have to say given the recession we're go about to going into. 
uh crowdfunder i'm still in the process of setting up they uh they they want to come on um i just haven't reached out to them them and uh the uh publisher of uh comics and outreach on uh, kickstarter so that's to be determined guys you gotta stay uh tuned on uh, twitter for that one but dave so give us a breakdown of that first book your very first venture into the indie comic scene right. you know what was it about how did that experience go for you and then let's start like paving the way up to a uh, daughter's of vengeance my first public book or published book was oddity and if anybody has been kind of paying attention to kind of comic skate stuff or, you know, books, we were two, we were like two years late. We were two guys that had never done it before. Uh, never done crowdfunding before. We had no idea how to do it. And uh, we made a ton of mistakes along the way. Mm -hmm. And hopefully, and what we're doing with this book is that we, we, I'm trying to learn from all those mistakes and, uh, and, and get this book out and t in a timely manner, finished fully edited and, and all that. So what was uh, some of the mistakes uh, that you uh, are doing differently this time around? Let's see, there was disorganization. We were completely disorganized again, because we had no <laughs> idea what we were doing. Uh, planning, we didn't do nearly enough proper planning as far as, especially as far as the campaign mm -hmm. and knowing what we had to pay for and what stuff costs and, you know, all these, we just thought, oh, well, we made this much money so we can just throw in some some extra perks or whatever and everything is a lot more than you think it costs and you know there's just a lot of little mechanical stuff that you don't realize uh added costs and things like that and you know and then just life happens and he, he's uh Sweens is a good artist but he's he's kind of slow you know because mm -hmm. he puts a lot of detail into it and stuff so it took him a lot longer to draw the book and plus you know a bunch of other little kind of stuff and that's and it, 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 that's why the book was two years late and it's i mean we're we're i think there's still a few books that have to go out but it's uh it is fulfilled or it's fulfilled mostly right now so uh what what was it about like give us a little bit of a breakdown of uh like you know what what the story was about you know oh oddity was uh i guess the the basics the basic breakdown this was it was a pretty much straight comedy action horror so we it was about uh, basically this frog guy he was uh, he was some he was just some punk uh, lazy kid and he <laughs> ends up transformed into a frog creature and the spirit of the swamp he lives in this weird little swamp town mm -hmm. and the spirit of the swamp because it's kind of a magic swamp where he lives uh, basically assigned him as guardian of the swamp to keep everybody out because the swamp's full of all these kind of magical creatures and stuff and they don't want people in there too much causing trouble and he, does, he isn't really good at the job and he screws up and he accidentally, two guys are turned into monsters that go around ravaging the town. So then he has to learn to basically accept his role and then, uh, and, 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 and solve the problem that he caused. And that's so awesome though. I love that. I love that concept, uh, the, the, the guardian of the swamp. Um, and on the cover, it looks like a, like a, like a, a trailer, like in a tree, like a little this trailer tree house. Yeah, this is, it's one of the funniest images. I thought I it was just it. the really coolest <laughs> images that he's that he did in the book and it's just it's where he it's where oddity lives mm -hmm. it's him he lives and he has like a his own like yoda which is a big old fly it's about the a big <laughs> and, and that's that's his yoda that's mm -hmm. his his uh mr miyagi for you know for for living in the swamp and doing his job so daughters of vengeance though is that kind of like uh somewhat of a similar like experience where it's like you know a little bit of horror a little bit of comedy like uh what, what type I mean, of influences there's a little bit of humor in it, but we're taking this one. We're taking a lot more serious. Uh, it's uh, 
it it changed i i came up with the title daughters of vengeance in high school and initially it was like i used to make little doodles i'm not much mm -hmm. of an artist now but i used to make little doodles and daughters of vengeance it was uh my little doodle it was like fiona apple and uh alanis morissette as giants and it was just a silly little doodle i did and i called it daughters of vengeance and then it grew into initially it was uh it was like a uh it was it was two girls who their father was killed and they go on a vengeance you know trail that was the basic story idea and then eventually it evolved into uh hot biker chicks fighting werewolves so is any of that original storyline still present though like are, are um, they... i was gonna make i was gonna make this one a little more gritty than it ended up being and that was gonna be more like the original but i don't think any of the original stuff from the original ideas is in there. <laughs> so give us a little bit of a breakdown of the daughters themselves how many are there you know what are their names do they have any special abilities or anything like that Yep. So uh, Amber is the is the redhead, and she's she's a young girl, and she is scratched by a werewolf, and she has without real she doesn't know, but she has a family history in the supernatural, and she doesn't she doesn't know, and that's kind of I won't give too much of a spoiler for that, but she the book mostly revolves around her because she has to make a decision whether she's gonna. She's gonna stay with the supernatural, or she's gonna, or she's gonna stay with the daughters. Mm -hmm. And the daughters is is a basically a biker gang of girls who fight all kinds of supernatural creatures. They happen to be following these uh, these werewolves, which we call Fenris. And uh, the the leader is um, Alicia, who is a she was a, a medical student whose parents were killed by by the Fenris. And her, her at the funeral, she meets her grandmother, who's kind of like a witch doctor mm -hmm. from Jamaica. And so she she doesn't know anything about the supernatural. And then her she meets her grandmother for the first time. And her grandmother hands her a book of magic and basically tells her that there's stuff that she has never been told. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, her and then uh, Julieta, uh, she's from Mexico and her family's been fighting supernatural monsters her whole life it just goes it's been you know for as long as she can remember her family line has, has been monster hunters mm -hmm. her brother is actually in another gang which will come which we'll find out in a future book and uh she can she has one eye that can see the supernatural in anything so if there's like a hidden creature that's pretending to be a human she can see it so any and she, any kind of anything related to the supernatural, she can see it if no one That's else. That's cool. I it's so insane, uh, hearing the original like premise of this, and then hearing how like much it evolved and how in depth it became. Like it's like two different worlds. Did you take like any sort of like classes or or anything uh, for your writing, or did you just kind of just used, do it? I used to write a lot as a kid, and then I just kind of I didn't take. Well, I mean, I probably took some courses but nothing specific. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I just kind of, I read a lot and I watch a lot of TV and, you know, I watch a lot of movies and I, and like I said, I used to write a lot as a kid. And even when I was older, I was, I, I, I would write a lot. And then uh, finally I just kind of put together, okay, you know, the three part storyline and, you know, mm -hmm. the, the hero's journey, all that stuff. You kind of put it together and you can, and for simple stuff, you can watch shows like uh like the a team 
where like every story is the same, but it's got you can actually watch that. And even though it's kind of a silly older show, you you can watch it and get a sense of how a story is put together mm-hmm. because every episode is exactly the same. They they meet the 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 people that are in, are in trouble. They go and they they go and they they fight the bad guys, and then they're captured, and then they escape. And then they then they beat the bad guys, and every premise is exactly the same, and it's essentially the hero's journey. They they start from one spot and go all the way back to the beginning. So it's it seems like a silly example, but stuff like that, if you pay attention and you you're interested in good storytelling, and I would recommend anybody take a class, take a you know yeah 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 create a writing class. It's it's but, it's it's crazy to think of uh, the A team like uh, cultivating ideas like that. You know what I mean? Uh, and it's not just the A team like. <laughs> Any of those old shows, the Hulk, Kung Fu, all of those shows basically had the same premise mm-hmm. and the same, the same kind of vibe going along. No, that is, and yeah, it, that, that's awesome. Basic, I love it. It's, it's a, it's actually, it's a lesson in basic storytelling. Even if they're, even if they're silly and kind of cheesy, it, it's still, if you follow along, you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. That's how basically modern Western storytelling mm-hmm. goes. So you said uh, there's going to be other like supernatural like beings within this universe. Yes, where this book is focused mainly on the Fenris, but we see some other stuff. Uh, the next book is going to be Retribution Brothers, Ooh. and that one's going to be. Uh, I think we're doing vampires with that one. Is that like uh, that's her brother? Yeah, her brother is in the Retribution Brothers, and there's some other couple of other guys. Yeah, and that's then, awesome. Uh, yeah, and we're going to see a little bit of them in this book too, and we we kind of get a little introduction, and then uh, in the third book, the daughters and the brothers come together. And they're going to be fighting a big bad over overall. Okay, uh, I, I'm definitely I'm loving where this is going. It seems like such like a immersive universe. And you said there's so much to it as well. The first book you said was looking around to be 30 pages. The first, the first, this first story I got to writing it, and we were we were like, all right, we're going to make a 48 page book, and I'm at like <laughs> 65. And we're we're the story's basically done. The the script is basically written up to page 65 but we've decided instead of doing a one big 65 page book we're going to break it down into two roughly 40 page books uh, i'm going to add a few more pages to the second chapter mm. but the first chapter the first book is going to be probably 38 pages of story and then a few pages of, of filler stuff uh fan art that kind of stuff and then the next book is going to be about the same so is this uh, going to be wrapped up within like two issues or do you like what, what how, how long of a, a, a two, do you this, have two, planned? this two issues is going to finish uh, Amber's storyline. And we're, so, I mean, yeah, this this first this first two books is going to finish Amber's storyline. The next book is going to be the Retribution Brothers. And we're going to mm-hmm. get uh, I haven't started writing that one yet, but we're, we're putting ideas together. So that book's going to it's going to kind of feed into this one a little bit. There's going to be some some similar stuff because they kind of interact and that's going to be, we'll probably do the same thing as far as two books. That's so cool. Yeah. So uh, what type of uh, campaigns are you looking at? Uh, Crowdfunding uh, platforms. Are you looking at to run your campaign on like, which one's kind of catching your eye the most? I think we'll probably run it on Indiegogo. And then the book is going to be by the end of the Indiegogo campaign, the book's going to be done, ready to go. Because we've already got all of the line art is already done. We're in the editing phase now where we're going to fix some of the art, fix a little bit. And then uh, we're going to have it colored. And some of it's already started to be colored, but we're going to have it colored. So by the end of the Indiegogo campaign, the book should be complete 100%. 
and that and fully lettered, fully colored. And then essentially we're going to shut it down and we're going to start shipping as soon as we can, uh, making sure that everything's, you know, good to go and, and, and solid. And then once that book's out and once that book's fulfilled, the second book is already written and mostly drawn and we'll have that one finished. Hopefully we'll make enough money off the first one to finish the second one. Okay. Completely. And then that one will be, it's like, boom, you'll have the first one will be done. And within a few months, you'll be able to, you'll be able to put in uh, for the second one. I think what we'll probably do is we'll do an Indiegogo campaign. Once that one's done, I think we're going to jump on a Kickstarter and do another one for the same first book mm-hmm. and, and then do, and then do it again for the next book. No, I got you. And it definitely sounds like you have a lot of stuff pre-planned already too, to just kind of just have it all, you know, firing on all cylinders as well. We ran all of the numbers. We wanted to make sure, I mean, obviously you can't know every little detail, mm-hmm. but we basically, we said, all right, what we're going to do is we're going to, no matter what happens, we're going to print 500 books. So that's a solid number we can use for funding, for a funding goal. And then we, and then we said, okay, it costs this much to pay him to draw. It. It's going to cost this much to pay him to color it. We figured out roughly, I mean, we're going to have to charge a little bit extra for shipping, but then we figured out roughly, okay, it's going to cost this much for all the materials for shipping and all that other stuff for 500 books. And even if we don't sell 500 books, we're going to have 500 books printed. Mm-hmm. And if it, if it goes more than that, great. But usually 500 is where the discount starts as far as printing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're not, we're not doing, we're not doing like, 10 covers we're not we're not even gonna do two covers we're doing one cover we're gonna keep it as simple as possible one cover as far as perks we're gonna probably do some stickers we're gonna we're gonna keep it simple we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna try to get the book out as soon as possible uh to everybody that bought it and we want to we like sure. uh sorry to interrupt but what were some of the perks that you did with the first campaign like because you said you kind of went like crazy with it right yeah we got pin we got pins like metal pins mm-hmm. uh, glow in the dark pins we had uh four or five or six pinups um we had patches we had i mean he he had uh sweens the artist was also like a 3d artist and he made like a little plastic model that you could buy and it was of the character Mm -hmm. and that it was expensive and expensive to ship and it comes in pieces because basically if we if we were to put it out and, and mail it that way, it would break in the mail. Yeah. So basically it comes in pieces with instructions on how to put it together and you can paint it yourself. So was it else. just like too hard, like too much, like fulfilling, like with the perks, it's, like just troubling, like with the delays and stuff or something? Well, yeah, well, we wanted, well, we ran out of money. Basically, we wanted to do um, trading cards, too. So we had that all planned out and we just couldn't afford it. Mm-hmm. And we had we 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 said we were going to do it, and then we ran all the numbers. And once he paid for everything else, it was like, oh crap! It cost like thirty dollars to mail a book to Australia, and we had like a whole bunch of people in Australia that bought. Oh no! Yeah, so I mean, oh, all no. that stuff we did, we didn't charge enough for for shipping for some places. So that's all stuff that you know has to be figured in. It, it's it's really expensive to ship. So, I mean, it definitely sounds like you guys did your homework a, a lot more uh, this time around to make sure, you know, it, it went off without a hitch. I, yeah, that shipping to Australia, international shipping just is such a nightmare from what I've heard. And um, I can't only, I can't even imagine what would happen if you weren't prepared for it. We had, well, we weren't prepared for it. I'll tell you that. I don't think he made, it was, Oddity was his completely. It's, uh, it's his character. It's mm-hmm. his IP. I was basically a contractor doing the writing for him. So, I mean, he was basically in charge of that whole thing. And, uh, 
you know and so he had he was in charge of, of uh, all the money and stuff i didn't have anything to do with any of the money i was basically the the writer and the promoter yeah and you know it, and seeing all the stuff that happened with that book and knowing it's it was a big huge learning experience mm-hmm. i went i went over the I live in Virginia, and I drove over to Cincinnati to help ship the books and pack them all. Oh, he's from Ohio. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that's like two hours away from me. <laughs> yeah, so so we went there, and I, I did all that, and that's where I started learning about you know making all the shipping and stuff like that. It was like every time you saw an international, you were like, Ugh, just looking at how much it cost. We had a book. <laughs> we had a guy from. We had one, one of our customers was from Uganda, and we were looking at. It, we were like, I don't even know. Like nobody ships there. Mm-hmm. Like we couldn't find any FedEx. Nobody shipped to Uganda, so I don't even. I don't. How'd you I, end up getting it there? I don't know. He's like I said. He was the one that. Uh, oh, I got you. I got you. We we, we we kind of put it aside, and we. I tried to email him a couple times. Say, hey, what's the best way? I never. He never got back to me. But I, I. We had to work it out with him to figure out some way to get the book to him. And I don't even know how. I don't know how that got resolved or not. No, it and man, that that just sounds like a nightmare. Did he ever end up doing like an issue two or like a different like run after that, or was that uh, kind of like? Just, we just fulfilled this a couple of months ago. Okay. So I'm in the works of uh, we're taking the summer off, and then we're gonna start. Uh, Probably much deserved after that too, right? Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty stressful. <laughs> it so, was stressful. Uh, Let's go ahead. Uh, let's let's uh, let's start pivoting. Um, you actually have the first three pre- preview pages of Daughters of Vengeance. Uh, if you want, let's go ahead and start uh, yeah, taking absolutely. a look at them and breaking them down. So what are, what are we looking at right here? You know, give us a little bit of a breakdown. Right. Uh, this is page one, correct? Yeah, this is page one. This is the beginning of the book, and we're at a farmhouse. Uh, my head canon says it's in New Mexico. It's it's somewhere in the southwest. We don't mm-hmm. specifically say, but the whole thing takes place in the southwest. So we're at this farmhouse and we, it's the middle of a storm and uh, out the back basement window, this is Amber. She's climbing out the window and she's yelling for help as she runs across a field. And then uh, the next page is the monster, the uh, Fenris. He's crashing out the back door, chasing I after I love that lettering so much. The sound effects and stuff, it looks awesome. Yeah, he's doing a good job with that. Uh, let's see. And then uh, she's looking behind her. And the thing is catching up to her. She she trips and falls, and we see this. We see the slash and the blood spatter. And the next page, we meet our first daughter, and this is Julietta. We're gonna do some editing because uh, her eye glows a little bit mm-hmm. because she can see the supernatural. So in preview in the in the preview, you can see that she's. Uh, let's see. Is it get bigger? Here we go. She asked, you know, she saved her. She chopped off the head of the. Yeah, she, she looks like a badass. Yeah, she's she's our quote unquote Wolverine sort of. Mm-hmm. She's the one that loves to jump into battle and just she's her big thing. Her thing is knives. Her big uh, her, her main weapon is a. Kukri. She likes to get personal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see. And she, the you know, Amber is like, who? And she's like, are you bit? And she's like, am I what? She's like, did it bite you? <laughs> she's like it's just a scratch i think and you can see the scratches on her legs we're going to uh one of the things we added with the editing we're going to put like a kind of green glow around the picture mm-hmm. because it's going to be julietta's vision of what she's seeing and she's going to see the green glow also all oh, right so she's going to know that yeah she's she's been scratched by the by the supernatural and it's affected her and she's like that's worse than a scratch 
Uh, let's see. You're going to need to have that looked at. I know a doctor. Come with me. And then she gets her on the bike. She's like, what was? And she's like, I'll explain it. I'll explain it when we get there. So they're going to they're going to head off and meet with the other girls mm-hmm. uh, in, the, in the in the headquarters, essentially. No, this is I, I love these colors. I love these lines. Uh, who Who's uh, on your creative team? Once again, if you want to go ahead and give him right. a shout He's out. A, the artist is a guy by the name of Arcsider. Archsider. You can find him at Twitter on Archsider. And uh, we actually, when when myself and Rare were putting this book together and we were deciding on an artist, we actually interviewed a couple of different guys. And this guy's super reasonable. He was priced right. He's a really nice guy. He, he does his work on time and he's actually mm-hmm. really quick. And his work is great. And he loves drawing boobs. So <laughs> it's a win-win, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Especially when you're working with uh, so many daughters. I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's some great, there's some great shots he gets in. I'm like, all right, you're my hero, man. <laughs> no, yeah, I love, I love uh, his ability to really like capture like the the lighting and the shading and everything too. Uh, does he do the colors too, or is he just pencils? Yes, he does the colors too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is phenomenal work. This is awesome. So right there, that's all you guys get. It's just a little bit of a preview. Uh, we're, we're not going to spoil too much. If you're interested, you're going to have to stay tuned. You're going to have to give our man Dave a follow on Twitter for when he goes live with this campaign on Indiegogo. Uh, and when you do go live, let me know. You know, we could try to get you back on and break down some of those tiers like individually, kind of get a little bit more mm-hmm. of an in-depth take on it. Now, Dave, mm-hmm. with that being said, uh, let's let's begin wrapping things up. For anyone that that's out there, you know, you said you kind of had trouble with one campaign. So for anyone that's kind of on the fence, um, for back in this campaign, what would you like to say to them directly if you could like just reach out to them? Keep it simple. Do your research. N- have your budget planned out ahead of time. Planning, organization, and especially if it's your first time, keep it mm-hmm. simple. And only do <laughs> one cover. I'm going to tell you right now, the, uh, the special covers, your second cover, whatever. That's going to cost you extra for printing that you don't even realize. How many uh, extra covers did you guys do? We had three covers. <laughs> and yeah, and one of them, one of them, this cover, I, this, was one of, this was my favorite cover, mm-hmm. but it barely sold. We, we only sold a few of them. Uh, we had a cover where we had a guest artist, Ethan Van Skyver. He, uh, he helped us out with a cover. And then we mm-hmm. had the cover that uh, Sweens did. Uh, well, he did this one too, but that was the original cover. And that kill that kills you in printing because what happens is their discount starts at depending on the printer like 500, 700, whatever it is. But if you do two covers, that that number starts over. So oh. if you if you sell if you sell five hundred books and it's split between two covers, you don't get the discount. Yeah, you gotta so what sell a thousand. Yeah, you'd have to sell a thousand to get the two five hundred discount. So if, especially if it's your first one, keep it super simple one cover just my recommendation i'm telling you because it's going to add so much to printing Mm -hmm. yeah no that just it sounds like a nightmare you know as someone like the consumer side of things i really don't get a chance to look at that side of things so hearing you know the troubles and and everything that happened like it just seems like it was like such a nightmare but thankfully it's behind you guys you know you guys are are moving forward uh and you know it seems like you're on, on the green greener pastures too it was a good experience. It was it was a learning experience, uh, but I, I mean, a night, nightmare. I wouldn't call it a nightmare, but uh, definitely be organized. Keep it simple. Keep it planned, and you, you should be good to go. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, 
I always love finishing off strong because like you said uh, earlier, you know, uh, a lot of creators do watch this and it is kind of like a tool, you know, a lot of people listen and they, they learn from it. So with that being said, for anyone that's kind of struggling to get their own script started or their own idea just off the ground, what type of advice would you give them to kind of help them push through any sort of barriers they're facing to kind of just get going with it? Just do it. Learn how to write a script. I mean, there's no one way to do it. If you're a writer, mm -hmm. even, if, well, even if you're an artist, because if you've never done uh, sequential work before, read through some scripts and look, see what a script looks like. Uh, there's no universal scripts. You can find one, you can find anyone online and kind of, I, I looked at a few different ones and I said, well, this works for me. I don't think this will work for me. And everybody's a little bit, excuse me, everybody's a little bit different. So just look at a script and find something on, find a script on, if you're an artist, find a script online and try to do what the script is. I mean, to, to your talent. Try to try to say, okay, well, I found this script. Let me do a page, and then do a sequential page, and then look at other books and see how they do, you know, panel layouts and stuff like that. Try to be creative. Try to do different stuff. Experiment. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah, some some words of wisdom there, Dave. I I appreciate that so much. I always love when uh, I I can learn something new too, even though I'm a consumer. Like anytime I can learn something new, like that someone else has to be learning it too, right? Um, <laughs> with well, that being said, though, I think. Well, go ahead. Oh, what's fun is when, like for me as just a writer, I put, I, especially with this book, because this project is, is all mine, essentially. It's mine mm -hmm. from beginning to end. My idea, we hire, I hired the artist and, you know, we're, we're paying him and all that stuff. It's just awesome when you see the stuff you writ, the stuff you wrote on the page. Oh, come to page. life. Yeah. It's, so, it's like so crazy. When we put Oddity out and I looked at it, I was like, oh my God, this is like just freaking crazy that I wrote this and now there's pictures. But like for this, this is your baby, right? Yeah, and like this is my baby. Yeah, and it's, it's even it's even better as far as 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 mine because it's it's mine from the beginning. Mm -hmm. No, that is so awesome, Dave. I appreciate you coming on and breaking down this. Uh, once I uh, like I said, once you get a campaign going, we I'm more than happy to get you back on and like break that down a lot more in depth, kind of take a more deeper dive at it. But even just kind of getting a little bit of a taste of uh, the book before it launches, that was such an awesome experience. I really appreciate that. Thanks, you. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Guys, it is a beautiful Friday out there. I need to spend some time with my significant other because all I do is spend time reading comics and, you know, you, you got you to give the significant other a little a little bit of love and attention here yeah, and there. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> so I, with, with that being said, guys, it is time for me to enjoy my Friday. I hope you guys all have an awesome Friday as well. But most importantly, keep it geekly.